I would like to talk to you for a few moments from this subject, the awesome power of expectation. The awesome power of expectation. Let us all take a trip back to our childhood for a moment. Remember how you were the night before Christmas or your birthday? You are so excited filled with anticipation, super exhilarated to the point that you could hardly contain yourself. You had trouble falling asleep and it felt like your heart was running a hundred miles a second. You couldn't wait until you were able to open your presence and see what you got. That's expectations. When we look at this word expectation, expectation is the act or state of looking forward to an event that is about to happen, that which is expected or looked for, the prospect of the future, grounds upon which something excellent is expected to happen prospect of anything good to come. I came across this statement of expectancy and I thought it was great. To expect is to look forward to something regarding it as very likely to happen. It means anticipating the occurrence or the coming of something. It has to do with your attitude. All of us eagles know that our, our attitude determines our altitude. Your atmosphere is closely linked to your attitude. Your atmosphere is the mood, the influence, the environment you surround yourself in, an atmosphere without expectation will kill your dreams. It destroys the hope that is within you. An atmosphere of expectation is conducive to supernatural and divine intervention in your affairs and your life. The awesome power of expectation. Have you heard this saying? Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. If you want something to happen in your life, you must expect for that thing to actually happen. Sadly, many people today go to church, failing to become as little children. They just go to church to go to church. They have no sense of expectation. There is no desire to see God manifest God's self. So they walk out of church exactly as they came in because there was no expectation for anything. They only came because of tradition and formality, but were not expecting anything to take 
place. A biblical definition of this would be 2 Timothy 3 and 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. People will say, well, I have faith and I believe in God. The Bible says in James 2 and 19, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe in shudder. However, that is not enough. So us saying, yeah, I, well, I have faith and I believe in God is not enough. Because even the demons say they have faith and they do believe in God. So we must understand faith and expectation are not the same thing. Although they are closely related, faith and expectations are distinctly different. You can have faith without expectation, but you can't have expectation without faith. Watch this. Many believe the Bible is true, right? (laughs) Yes, we believe the Bible is true. Many believe and they have faith in promises of the Bible and believe scriptures like Isaiah 53 and 5 when it says, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. They believe it's a provision of the word that God heals but they don't expect healing to manifest in their own lives. So we believe that God can heal, but some people don't believe that it can manifest and happen for them. Expectation. It's almost as though they've been sick For so long that they simply cannot imagine that they could ever be healed. I am reminded of a story of a young man that went to see a palm reader. She began to read his palm and told the young man that you will be poor and miserable until the age of 41. The young man was a little saddened by the reading of his palm, but he had a glimpse of hope because he asked the palm reader, at the age of 41, will I suddenly become rich? The palm reader said, no, but by that time you will have become so used to being poor that it doesn't make you feel miserable anymore. We have to have expectations. Sadly, that's how many people are in church today. They become settled and comfortable with a certain condition that it doesn't bother them anymore. Why? Because they have lost the expectation of something better. 
They are comfortable with coming to church and not seeing anyone healed. They are comfortable coming to church and not seeing anyone saved. They are comfortable coming to church and not seeing anyone delivered. But the Bible says in Mark 16 and 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. If you don't expect to see these things happening, then they will not manifest. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Remember that I said you can have faith without expectation, but you can't have expectation without faith. Understand that faith has to come First, before expectation can exist. If you don't believe that it is the will of God for you to be healed, if you don't believe it is the will of God for you to be delivered, if you don't believe that it is the will of God for you to prosper, if you don't believe that it is the will of God for you to live life abundantly, then it is highly doubtful you'll expect to be healed. You'll expect to be delivered. You'll expect to prosper. You expect to live life abundantly. So expectation is built on faith. But faith doesn't imply expectation is there. Are you following me? So faith comes first. When you read the word, you first decide to believe that it's God's truth. The next thing that has to be done is you have to look at your expectation. Do you really expect what you read in the Bible to happen in your own life? Do you really expect doors to be open for you that no man can close? Doors closed that no man can open. Do you really expect to be an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus Christ? Do you truly expect to have life and have it more abundantly? Amen. You can and you should because your experience of life depends on it. Faith. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. No other aspect aspect of the Christian life is more important than faith. We cannot purchase it, we cannot sell it, and we cannot give it to our friends, we can't give it to our family members. The dictionary defines faith as belief in, devotion to, or trust in somebody or something, especially without logical proof. 
It also defines faith as believe in and devotion to God. The Bible has more to say about faith and how important it is. In fact, it is so important that without faith, it is impossible to please God. For Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So without faith, there's no way we can please God. We have to have faith. And when we have faith, we must expect something to happen. I have faith that I will be healed. And I believe that when God's ready to do it, God will do it. If I could share a testimony, I don't think I shared this before, but it was some years ago. I was working in my office. We were... um, preparing to move to another location. So I'm in there in my cubicle, you know, the the overhead, you lift up, you have your books and stuff there. And I was cleaning and it was like a lot of dust and different things going on. All of a sudden, I got sick. I was fine one moment. The next moment, just with me cleaning, I was sick. And good thing I work around nurses and doctors. And my friend, my my very good friend, she worked with me and she said, Debs, you you need to sit down. You need to sit down. So I sat down. A bunch of nurses came over. They were giving me water. I don't know what was going on. I just felt so sick, like I was just going to pass out. And they kept saying to me, you need to go to urgent care. You should go to urgent care. I'm like, no, I'll just, go, I'll just go home. I'll just go home. So she contacted my fiancé at the time and told him to come and get me. And I believe she told him to take me to urgent care. I was going to go home. But they all kept saying, go to urgent care, go to urgent care. So he took me to urgent care. Went to urgent care. They did all these tests. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I was getting nervous because I didn't know what was happening. So the first thing I do when I'm sick and I don't know what's going on, I begin to pray. I remember calling my mother because I know my mother's always praying for me. If anybody I can call, I can call my mother. She was praying I called some other, somebody else, one of my other friends, people that I know who can get a prayer through. Y'all got to pray for me. I don't know what's going on. They then sent me to the hospital. We went to the hospital. Then they admitted me. So now here I I went to work just a normal day, cleaning and preparing to to move to another place, and all of a sudden I was sick. Didn't know what was going on. They couldn't figure out what was happening. They were taking all types of tests, everything. 
Next thing you know, I threw up. I'm, I'm running and all over the place. I don't know what happened to me. I had to stay in the hospital, I think, like three, was it like three days? Three days? I had to stay in the hospital for three days. They called the infectious disease doctor. They gave me all types of tests. My heart was racing and racing and racing and racing. They couldn't, they didn't know why, why was it beating so fast? I don't know what was wrong with me till this day. I don't know what was wrong with me. I believe that whatever was in my body causing that, God removed it because of prayer. So I had faith to believe that God was going to heal me. I called prayer warriors to get them to pray as I was going through because I know that God was going to heal my body. And God did just that. I stand firm on that because they couldn't figure out what was going on. They kept me in there. And you know they don't release you until you're good. They released me. And I was healed. So I believe that it was God that did it. So you see, faith and expectation. Because I've read in the Bible that by God's stripes, we are healed. And so I put that in my heart. And I believe and then I act on it. And I pray because I believe that we serve a prayer answering God. So if I'm going to pray, God's going to heal me. I don't care what anybody has to say. I don't care what kind of sickness you may have. I don't care what kind of situation you're going through. You've got to believe and have faith that God will remove it if you're asking God to remove it. Amen. Amen. Job 14, 14. That's it. You ask anything in my name and I will do it. Amen. We have the word of God. Hallelujah. As we look at our text real quick, the Bible says in Acts 3, 2 to 5, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, so he couldn't walk, who laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms. So he was laid at the temple to ask for money from those who enter into the temple, which is called beautiful. And then he saw Peter and John about to go and he asked them for money. And Peter, looking at him with John, says to the man, look at us. And he gave heed unto them. So he looked at them. Now this is all faith. Expecting to receive something of them. So the man looked at him. So if, they, if he's asking for arms. So can you imagine? He's laying, there's a gate. There's, there's where they're going in for worship to the temple. He's laying there at the gate and he's asking for arms. Can I have some money? I need some money. He probably was looking down because of the state that he's in, because they said, look at us, right? So he's looking, he's there asking for arms. Peter and John sees him and he says, look at us. And the man looks up, but he's looking with hope in expecting to receive something. Because if you ask someone to look at you, you're going to think that they're giving you something, you know, 
Just like there, there's a young man, I don't know if you've ever seen him, and I forgot his name, but we asked, we asked him his name, my husband. He stands on the corner, George Brown. He stands on the corner of the Pat, what, what is, <laughs> Pat, Pat, no, not Sunrise, Patchogue, that road. <laughs> you, when you get off a of sunrise, when you get off a of sunrise, right, we get off at exit 55. So when you get off at exit 55, 101. That's it, yes. 101, yes. Right there at that light, there's a young man, George Brown, who stands there. He, he wears like dark clothes and and every time he's there, whenever my husband sees him, he always gives him a little something. He actually has conversation with him. So when we drive past, George's eyes light up. And he comes over to the car and he has conversation with my husband. My husband will give him a little something. And we did invite him to come down to the church for the food pantry. I don't know if, he've ever, if he's ever made it. But he was in anticipation that we would give him something to help his situation. So here, that's the same thing with this man who's laying at the gate beautiful. He believes that something is going to happen expecting to receive something of them. And his faith has now produced expectation. He not only believes he is going to receive something, but he expects to receive. So you get that? So the faith is, I believe that I will receive, but then you expect to receive it. Faith brought him to the gate daily. But expectation caused him to receive a miracle. Now watch this. The Jewish custom has what is called sadaqah. And it is the giving to the poor. Giving to the poor is an obligation in Judaism, a duty that cannot be forsaken even by those who, them, who are themselves in need. Some sages have said that, the, that sadaka is the highest of all commandments, equal to all of them combined. And that a person who does not perform sadaka is equivalent to an idol worshiper. So the lame man at the gate of beautiful believed that people would help him. This was his faith in the custom of sadaka. And when he looked up at Peter and John, his faith was that they would give him something. But his expectation produced a miracle. Understand that God wants to release our wants us to release our faith and expect God to supply the supernatural miracle we need and desire. God wants you to expand your capacity to receive by believing God for the big things. How many want to believe God for the big things? When you read a scripture from God's word and you receive it in your heart without doubt, 
we should absolutely expect it to come to pass. There should be no questions in our mind that what God says is exactly what God will do. For Proverbs 24, 13 through 14 says, My son, eat thou honey, because it is good, and the honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. So Proverbs 23 and 18 says, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. So the Bible is letting us know our expectation shall not be cut off. As long as it lines up with the word of God and the will of God, right? We can't ask for something ill will and expect it to happen. Your expectation is your God-given ability to make demands on your future. Your expectation connects you to the supernatural for God's supernatural invention, intervention, which is what we call miracles. Your expectation is crucial to your success. You must learn to be expectant. You must learn to have the right expectations. Your expectations shall not be cut off in Jesus' name. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. So in order to receive from the Lord, we must expect God to show up and show out in our lives. Without a fervent sense of expectancy, all we do is take part in religious exercise that has no power behind it. You want to stop having church as usual? Then expect something different. You want to see the church grow? Then expect it to grow. We should expect God to manifest God's self in our church greatly. And because we expect God to do some great things, I don't care what people may say about it, because we know that our expectation will produce a miracle. So what I want you to remember, faith plus expectation equals miracles. So in closing, it is time for you to start expecting God to do some great and mighty things in our lives. Your life is at the mercy of your mouth. Speak those things which are not as though they are. Don't use your mouth to describe your situation, right? We're, 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 we're good for saying, woe is me. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. But rather, use your mouth to declare your expectation. I expect a miracle every day. I expect my situation to change.
I expect whatever you're expecting. Only the expectation of the wicked shall perish. Y'all heard me? So as long as y'all ain't wicked. (laughs) Your expectation will not perish. It says it in the Bible. Proverbs 10 and 28. I'm not making this up. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. Isaiah 8 and 10 says, every expectation of the wicked concerning you shall perish. They shall take counsel together, it shall not stand. Every word they spoke against you shall not stand in the name of Jesus Christ. The awesome power of expectation produces supernatural manifestation which brings about life-changing miracles. That's the word for today, the awesome power of expectation. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word on this morning. God, thank you for letting us know that we must be, that we must expect something to happen. We're standing on your word and we're standing on your promises. God, we prayed for all of these people on these prayer cards. People came to the altar kneeling and praying. People in the pews were praying and asking God for you to do something special. We believe with our whole hearts that, God, you are able to do it. So now we're waiting in expectation and anticipation for you to do just what we prayed for. So, God, we give you praise and we give you glory, knowing that all things are going to come together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.